0: This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes? Ho, ho,
1: ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly.
0: Welcome to THN Cover to Cover for Saturday, October the 31st. It's Halloween! And my name is Matt Baum. How are your Halloweenies? Joe Patrick.
2: My Halloweenie hurts.
0: Does it? Yeah. Yeah. As you get older, your Halloweenie hurts a little more every year. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just part of the deal.
2: <laughs> and I am the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 1030 Central, Matt and I go live on our Facebook page to wrap about the week's nerd news. And then we open the phone lines at 11.00. For you dorks to play along, I am trying so hard to wake up after our marathon D&D session last night.
0: Yes, we have a new segment we'll talk about. Uh, It's for our Patreon folks. It's called TPK with THN, where we play the D&D. TPK featuring THN. TPK featuring THN, sorry class here we play with uh some friends of the show you will recognize and if you're a patron that'll be up real soon you can call us at 402-819-4894 you can click our facebook call now button it's right there on the Facebook. or you can chat with us on facebook live if you're watching right now or you can jump into our zoom too we uh put the information on how to do that right in the post if you want to play along with us Live. If you can't, that's fine. You can always leave us a message at that phone number, or you can shoot us an mp3 to two edited nerd at gmail.com. And that doesn't just go for this show. That goes for everything we do. Maybe you want, uh, the comic pushers to suggest some comics for you. Maybe you want to defend something for a defender segment. Maybe you just want to ask a nerd. You know, you've got a weird question and you want to ask a nerd. That's what we're here for. You can shoot it to us on any of the aforementioned social medias and, uh, right now before we open these phone lines and talk to you nerds we need to get into some nerd nerd news it's spooky. yeah yes it's spooky alright yeah, All right.
2: yeah. Nerd. Ooh. so it was a light news week uh so i picked the scariest story i could find <laughs> <laughs> Uh, DC continues to have huge success with their young adult titles, reimagining their characters for younger readers. In a bid to prove that no character is safe, John Constantine is getting the yeah, the YA treatment.
0: I think uh, it's the yeah treatment. Yeah, the yeah <laughs> treatment. Uh,
2: this week, DC showed off covers for three new young adult graphic novels, including one starring the Hellblazer himself, Johnny Constantine which means DC is making a graphic novel aimed at readers age nine to 12 starring John
0: Constance. Let that sink in. <laughs> Let that sink in for a minute. So I thought when they did the swamp thing one, I was like, okay, how like how much deeper are we really going to go here? Like pff, all the way, baby. All yeah, the way. Like, I can't wait for the Neuron one. That's coming. The Neuron <laughs> one. Yeah. Right.
2: Here's a, here's a quote from D uh, from DC, the nine ninety nine novels the $9.99 price novels quote introduce dc's most iconic superheroes to a new generation of fans with stories told by some of the most successful authors from the middle grade publishing space the stories are standalone not part of dc's continuity and completely accessible to new readers who don't know that john constantine is a chain-smoking Bisexual punk rock demonologist.
0: (laughs) Now, I wish DC would just come out and say something that hardcore about Black Label, and I'd feel so much better if they were just like, this is standalone, it has nothing to do with DC continuity. (laughs) Like, they can do it here. that's what? a different
2: that's the, a different discussion the yaw kids get it i'm just saying the, the yaw kids yeah uh the the book is called the mystery of the meanest teacher quote a johnny constantine graphic novel
3: well, if that doesn't and sound like a hellblazer story
2: <laughs> it's due out on june 1st 2021 it's written by ryan north i mean yeah. the talent here you can't question it it's written by ryan north who yeah. uh you know uh wrote a very long successful run on squirrel girl he's a very hilarious writer very very successful cartoonist It's illustrated and colored by Derek Charm, lettered by Wes Abbott, and here is your solicit. After angering a number of hostile spirits in England, 13-year-old magician Johnny Constantine has to find a way out of the country. Persuading his parents to send him to America, John arrives at the Junior Success Boarding School in Salem, Massachusetts. (laughs) But once there, he finds himself to be something of an outcast. And he's also convinced that his homeroom teacher really has it in for him. Worse. He's convinced that she's really a witch. Oh no. Fortunately, John is able to find one kindred spirit at school with whom he's able to form an alliance. Another misfit named Anna, who also happens to have her own developing magical powers. Why isn't, Oh, well, yeah, she's a Tana, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, John recruits, Anna so maybe she's John recruits Anna in his efforts to uncover the truth about Ms. Kayla and expose the meanest teacher's real identity to the world. Oh, here we go. Joined by a friendly demon named yep. Etrigan. God, these two amateur sleuths <laughs> will uncover clues and stumble upon forces beyond their control in a humorous series of misadventures. So let's just unpack this.
0: First of all, Neither of us have any problem with young adult fiction or DC reaching no, out to young adults. They've been super successful with this. It's been huge for them. And I totally understand why they can, like, use something like Green Lantern for this or The Flash. Those are very recognizable characters that make, you know, young them up a little bit so kids can relate to them. I can totally see that. And those kids that are interested in that are very aware of Batman, of Wonder Woman, of Green Arrow, of Green Lantern. You know, they know all these characters. There's no way nine to 12-year-olds have any John Constantine cachet, right? uh, <laughs> Now, here's a counterpoint
2: from the chat from our friend John Divertick, or as we like to call Sarah. him, Sarah, yeah, Sarah
0: Lorson. John's lovely wife, Sarah, says this to yes. say. Uh,
2: he says, I don't know, my six-year-old loves the lollipop-chewing John Constantine as portrayed in the DC cartoons... <laughs> They dull his edges a bit but it's still him. It's fun. I mean, if the Joker can cut off his face in one publication at the same time he's in another media form playing practical jokes, why can't the same be true for other characters?
0: I mean, okay, we love Hugo. But Hugo's a friggin' unicorn, okay?
2: <laughs> but I mean, the point is that they've they already have done this to Constantine in the cartoons, I which guess, I was not aware
0: of. I guess I did not know that either. I wasn't aware. And I I don't understand the thought process with DC. Like, yeah, John Constantine, we got to sell him the kids. We got to sell him the kids. That's how we're going to rescue John Constantine. We'll sell him the kids.
2: <laughs> well, I don't think it's about rescuing John Constantine. But- <laughs>
0: well, I mean, they can't seem to keep his comic, you know, running. It keeps getting canceled. Yeah. So who knows?
2: Well, you know, that's just because they're not catering to the right demographic, I guess.
0: Nine to 12 year
2: olds. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a good point. It's a, it's a good point that...
0: Uh, that the verdicts make here um I'm not yeah, and again, I'm not saying they shouldn't do it or it's wrong it just not, it just it seems like such an odd choice. I mean like right it's just like on the face of it it's just like, what, what? Right. why do you, why? yeah, like I get like kid cyborg or like a story from Robin's point of view or some shit like that Constantine like I don't it's kid. weird Constantine I mean, okay, and Ryan North is writing it, so maybe Ryan North came to them and pitched this idea and they were like, we love it it's hilarious. Do it. And it's going to be great. I trust that guy. He's super talented. So it's just odd. I do like. It's odd. That we're at a place in the world where we can have young adult novels starring demons again. And we don't have to worry about, you know, book burnings and and like church assemblies freaking out and millions (laughs) of mad moms. and stuff. (laughs) Like, that's neat. Like Etrigan. That's fun. I can see how Etrigan could play. He rhymes, you know.
2: He's I mean, he, orange. Etrigan got showed up years. in the Justice League cartoon. I'm yeah, not sweating that song. Yeah, I can see that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like my my first instinct is to is to, you know, like, coil back and go, what?
0: Yeah. I don't, <laughs> <I don't, why?" laughs> Yeah, I, it's that, like,
2: uh, uh, yeah it's like uh it's like i can't wait for the preacher wa- young
0: adult right right, no. right definitely <laughs> yeah watchman babies is the one that we're gonna get to. watchman right? babies vacation <laughs> yeah, which is coming <laughs> i guarantee yeah. it so speaking of nerd news it was a light week and we decided that it was time to introduce a new segment we do a thing called tldr every once in a while where we take apart a whole event and recap it and walk through it This is similar, but it's more editorialized, and we're calling it Out of the Presses! Uh, And you should know that it's also for stories that just ended. Yes, it's for brand new Uh, stories that just ended. Coincidentally. So you can expect major spoilers. Yeah, I thought we would maybe try and keep it a little spoiler free. I don't don't know how how we're going to talk about it without. Yeah, I don't know how we would do it. Yeah. And quite honestly, I don't know if this is. I think this might be a spoiler proof story, to tell you the truth. Because where we end up is pretty much exactly where we were,
4: (laughs) so, Uh,
2: I mean, I guess, uh, today
0: we have got to talk about three jokers, it just ended, it started in 2016, this idea boiled up in the dark side war, that something was going on and there was more than one joker, and then we didn't talk about it for three and a half years, (laughs) And then... Yeah,
2: Jeff Johns' uh, role within the company was in a, quite a bit of flux. Yes. <laughs> so,
0: suddenly... To put it, to put it mildly. Uh, suddenly, Three Joker shows up on the Black Label slate. We get three issues. One, two, three. The third one hitting last Wednesday, and we lived through it. Joe Patrick, let's take this sucker apart. It's hot off the presses. Watch your fingers. It's hot off the presses.
2: Alright, so it is, as Matt described, uh, during the Dark Side War, Batman sat on metron's mobius chair and asked it the uh for the joker's true identity oh which by the way uh, <laughs> we'll get to that. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> let's right. let's stay in order.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm gonna note mm. while you talk. I'll notate some things that I want to come back to. <laughs>
2: okay. Uh. So and what the Mobius Chair told him is that there are three jokers, and that's what we've been sitting on since 2016. Right. Uh. So now here we are. The three jokers are out there. They've made themselves known. Uh. They are all patterned after classic versions of the Joker throughout the decades. Uh. The first one, uh, they, he, the criminal, is more closely aligned with the Golden Age version, who was just much more of, of kind of a
0: mobster type. Right. Bank robber, you know, wacky bank robber.
2: More uh, the second one is the comedian, uh, which would be much more like the uh, late 70s, 80s, 90s Joker. Right. Uh, the killing joke Joker, the Jason Todd beating
0: Joker, the
2: laughing fish Joker.
0: Right. Getting real um, wacky, basically.
2: And I forget what they call the third one. Was he like the maniac or the clown? The clown. And he was the the modern day. I I assume. I would. I would. I would say.
0: I think so. Yeah. Right. Because there was was nothing. There was nothing really that different
2: between the comedian and the clown.
0: That's just it. Yeah. It's like we set up three jokers, and I get what he was going for. He was trying to like show us how this character has evolved and. How he changed to do different things, or how we became to see him. Like, he was trying to make this meta comment on what is the Joker by splitting him into three personalities, only one of which was really any different at all. And that was kind of the Golden Age Joker. Yeah, the
2: criminal was clearly different, and right. he, was the, he was the ringleader, I, I guess, if, if they had one. He I was suppose? kind of calling
0: the shots. And they immediately um, kill one in the first issue. They immediately kill one. The clown. They has this big thing where they've infected all the fish in the Gotham, you know, aquarium with Joker serum, and he's got a, a whole group of mindless Joker zombie-type dudes with him, and Batman shows up with Babs and the Red Hood, and they beat him up, and they tie the Joker to a chair, and Batman's like, hold him there, we got reports of another Joker! I gotta get out of here and go check it out. And they're like, well, we got him, what should we do? And Jason shoots him in the head, and Babs totally lets it happen! <laughs> I mean, she has an internal struggle. She Uh, she has an internal struggle, but Jason even looks right at her and says, you didn't stop me. You threw a batarang and you missed. You don't miss, Babs. Reinforcing that she did, in fact, let it happen 100%. And that is also how they introduce their love story,
5: (laughs) which
2: I did not need at all. I did not need at all. <laughs> um yeah so uh Jason and Babs they have a tender mo a tender moment of smooching. there is a plan uh, there is some sort of plan that the jokers have uh i i thought it was i thought it was strange that uh of the three jokers that Jason chose to kill, he did not kill the one that beat him to death no. <laughs>
0: No. Which I just now realized. Well, that's that's kind of the thing. So not only was this a meditation on what is the Joker, this is also a meditation on like, what does the Joker need to be in each of these ages of comics to maintain his status as Batman's ultimate menace, right? And right. what they are trying to get across is this current Joker – who is still an egotistical lunatic and believes he's his nemesis and does all but come out and sing "I'm gonna make you love me" in the end of this? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he believes that there needs to be a better Joker, an even better Joker, and yes, by going after Jason Todd, a character that he killed back in the day, and here beating him again with a tire iron in a very similar fashion. He's tied up to a chair naked with the helmet on and he's getting beat with the tire iron and he's not going to kill him because he wants to turn him into the Joker, right? Because that would be the ultimate offense to Batman and would show how badly you failed with that Robin. And I get all that. I totally get all that. But again, when we get to the end of the story and we find out that there is nothing cosmic whatsoever going on here. (laughs) Batman sat down in the Mobius chair, talked to a god, and that god told him, there's three of them, right? And Batman's like, is this multiversal bullshit? What are we talking about? No, it's not multiversal bullshit at all. It's just the Joker. The same old Joker we've always known. Going out, training a couple other people, and also making them the Joker. In an attempt to get Jason Todd to become the Joker. Until such time that that doesn't work, and the Joker says to Batman, my plan all along was to show you that I am the only Joker. (laughs) what? Yeah, and you know, it's... What a colossal waste of time. We ended up right where we were. Okay, so let me get this straight. The Joker's bad? Got it. I mean, there's an,
2: there's an implication, there's an implication here that, um, these other Jokers had been running around for quite some time because obviously the one we've had in the comics recently was the clown.
4: Apparently.
0: Yes.
2: And, and Batman says that like the criminal reminds him of when he first met the Joker. Right. So I, I think that the Joker, I think that the story is saying that the Joker has been playing this shell game all along.
0: Like since day and Batman one? Batman just didn't realize that they were three different people. Since day one. Uh, basically. The world's greatest uh, detective. Who, by the way, spoiler alert, turns to Alfred after all this is over and says, I've known who the Joker was since five minutes after he showed up. I knew his name. I knew it the whole time. I knew who he was, but I didn't know there was three of them.
4: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh,
2: And so the big, the big spoilery, (laughs) the big spoilery finale, uh, uh, the cherry on the top is that uh, uh, the quote unquote real Joker is indeed the iconic Joker from all the toys and the cartoons in the eighties and from the killing joke. And the Alan Moore origin story is Officially, officially, canon, right? Uh, You know, he's the failed comedian, whose wife, uh, who they said she died, but really she was afraid of him, which I think is an added wrinkle. Because in the
0: Killing Joke, he wasn't abusive, right? I don't recall. No, he was just some guy. That was like just a schmuck. That was the joke. He was just some dude. There was no like villainous, crazy like origin. He was just a guy that snapped. That is right, the right. Joke. It was like a falling, it was like
2: a Michael Douglas falling down kind yeah, of thing. it could happen it's to you. Like, it could happen to me. Yeah, you know right. that therein lies the joke. So yeah, so John's now has added this domestic abuse angle, saying that she was afraid of him. She was pregnant and afraid, and she faked her own death with the help of the cops, who I guess it's their they're in the business of faking deaths.
0: I suppose. And, I mean, uh, like if you want to say like the, witness, witness protection, protection, I suppose, yeah, something like that.
2: And, uh, and, uh, she goes to live in Alaska with her little Joker baby who yeah. is now a teenager or like, I suppose. Sure. Or,
5: so, oh it, boy,
0: not just that. Okay. So we talked about the Alan Moore origin and how it's canon now. So Jeff Johns, who has been extremely instrumental in the watchmanization of DC, he yeah. It's, he's huge into that. He was the one that brought the characters into DC canon and gave us this last Watchmen story and even was the uh, like editor behind all the pre-Watchmen stuff. He's totally obsessed with Alan Moore's Watchmen. He loves it. And this feels so much like a want-to-be Alan Moore story without with just a little less genius than Alan Moore would have put into it. You know what I mean? Like massage. A little little less. Like you said, like making him like uh, a crazy violent husband and stuff who's like could might kill his wife and whatever. Like that's the kind of shit that takes me right out of the story. Because it's when you go in and over-explain this shit. It's my problem with all the Aliens movies after Alien 3, basically. It's my problem with all the new Halloween movies that they brought back where we have to drill down and explain why the bad guy's the bad guy and where the bad guy came from. But he goes beyond that and explains none of that even matters because, yes, we've explained it, we've showed you everything, but the truth is I don't need a name and I'm just the Joker and it doesn't matter. So it's like you're trying to drill down into it and explain it And tell us why this character is who they are and scare us even more. And then you end up with, yeah, but none of that even matters. He's just wacky and scary and chaotic anyway. So don't worry about it. Masterpiece. (laughs) Yeah, it's 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 real silly. I mean, they Um, even he even did like the majority of this book was a lot of the like nine panel watchmen stuff, too. I'm not gonna say the book looked bad. Jason Fabok No, it was
3: gorgeous. Absolutely. Yeah, incredible. it was
0: it was beautiful to look at. Jason Fabok, like
2: he said it himself, like I'm taking like twice as long to draw everything as I normally do, and it shows. It's gorgeous. Um, this book, this comic book, sucked.
0: It sucks. Uh, it this just story sucks. sucks, and it's not like uh, I, I'm not trying to be like we very recently we've both been accused of being puritanical man babies that don't want our superheroes to kill. Now, with that said, we all know that Jason Todd. Kills people, has guns, and has killed people. He's kind of a DC Punisher-type character, right? And that has made it very difficult for Batman to hang out with Jason Todd. In this, Batman and Barbara are covering up a murder. Literally covering up a murder for him. Now, he's murdered people before, but Barbara was in the room. And the reason being is, like, well, we'd have to unmask. That would be bad. You know, like... There's got to be a way that you punish this dude for murdering a guy, even if it's a joker, murdering a guy that's tied to a fucking chair. <laughs> and then Jason later on shows up guns ablazing, just shooting people left and right with Batman in the room. Now he
2: is like, I've looked closely at those panels and he's definitely not shooting to kill. He's like winging guys, clipping guys in the arm. I mean, sure. You know. Okay, fine but i like i cuz i definitely like i was like okay he's got his guns out batman's right there right i mean this is batman who's
0: like we yeah. don't use guns we don't do it ever no we don't do it except right. for when i'm backed into a corner cuz jason murdered a guy in front of one of my proteges and you know i feel bad for jason like we have this cathartic moment with batman confront or jason confronting batman and it's like you failed me and you left me there in the dirt which I don't know how many times I've got to read this over <laughs> yeah, and right. over again. And Batman's like enough and throws him against the wall. And he's like, you know why I did it because I thought maybe you would be stronger afterwards. Like Barbara, when she got assaulted and shot and paralyzed and came back, why can't you be more like your sister? You know,
4: <laughs> you are the worst bat
0: parent. That is, ter- yeah. <laughs> that is terrible. <laughs> he really is.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, we need to wrap it up because uh, it's 11. Yeah. I mean, like. Uh, and I know that our friend Ryan really wants to talk about this as we, well. And so.
0: we'll get into it. I mean, like, if we have to give it a review, I'm giving it a leave it. And I'm, and I'm giving it a leave it not because it's a masterfully crafted looking bat book. Beautiful. And there are moments of it that I thought were good. But we, we liked come- the first issue even. Yeah, it, But it's the like the.
2: It's just all of that time, all of that buildup. Right. And they just, it went, it's just, it left us with nothing
0: new. It just comes down to another scheme by the Joker where he hired some people to act like he was who may or may not have been doing this for blank. I don't know from day one or from 2016. (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, I, 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 like again, you pointed it out. Like the idea that Batman would be shocked that Jason has killed a person is ludicrous, because Jason has killed many, many people. Tons since his of people.
0: Yes, and the, and the idea that Batman would even still talk to him anymore is ridiculous at this point. I, I just, yeah, I, I don't, don't, I don't care for that character at all. And this book did nothing to make me care for the character. And trying to force a love story with Barbara and Jason is ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Yeah. And not just sucks. because like I'm like, everybody knows Babs is dicks, girl. I mean, come on. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying there's no way she would be like, yeah, psycho, I, I kind of think I I might want to kiss you. <laughs> no. Yeah. Come yeah. on. All right. Let's it's, get these phone lines it's, a, open. it's
2: just a failure. It's a it's a real miscalculation.
0: Yeah. And it it leads me to wonder, and it's probably part of a larger conversation that we need to have whatever happened to jeff johns (laughs) you know
5: (laughs) so true so true
0: all right we're gonna open up the phone lines 402-819-4894 if you want to call us i am turning off the donut disturb and Uh, i've got a question of the week here oh hey all right it was submitted by brian domingos uh he wants to
2: hear about your halloween antics the nerdier the better we want to see costumes uh we told you where you can post them you can post them i mean post them wherever Tag us. We'll do whatever. We'll find them. Yeah. But uh, the Facebook page, uh, there's a pinned post on the official Facebook page where you are watching this video. Uh, it's the question of the week. You can post your pics there. I'm gonna post two of mine. Post on them, while them on the fan talk. page. Post them on the forums.
0: Post them all over the place. Let's yeah. get into it, though. Let's start rapping with these kids. We want to talk about scary comic books. We want to talk about your favorite comic book demons and devils, which we just ranked on the show. We want to talk about what you're reading. We want to talk about this. We want to talk about the friggin' Mandalorian that was on last night. Oh. No spoilers, oh. no spoilers, <laughs> but it was totally on, and I screamed <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I'm asking you oh. to unmute. JD, you got a catch right now. He's the first one in. Morning, gents. Good morning, sir. Good morning, How are morning. we today? How's it going? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm just making good. sure you're there. I like, is he gone? I got a, yeah.
6: <laughs> I got a few things I want to talk about. Um, so first of all, I just want to ask, okay, related to the uh, YA Constantine Zatanna thing, whatever happened to that Mystic U book? Mystic U, was that the... Yeah, it was planned, but it never came out, right? I think one issue came out because I think I bought it.
2: Oh, is that right? Let me look that
6: up. Maybe I don't know. It, yeah, it I just felt remember, like honestly. it just felt like they had the idea. It almost came out, and then Marvel said, "Hey, here's strange, here's Strange Academy, and eat our dust." <laughs> yeah. No, I, mean, I guess that's but true. Mystic U came out
2: years ago, though.
6: Yeah, I felt like it was a while ago. Uh... I was really excited for it because I, I just like magic. Oh, just, three like, three issues came out. They put a trade out of it <laughs> of three issues. And they probably really? charge $9.99 for it Mystic too. U Volume 1. I'll bet it says, was
0: $12.99. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
6: know. That, oh I, gosh, I'm just, sorry. It came out in 2018. Jesus. Well, that, that was just what I thought about when you were talking about, you know, young adult magic stuff in DC. That was the first thing that came to my mind, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, I don't really have any comic book horror Halloween stuff to talk about right now, but I do have a comic book adjacent horror thing that I wanted to bring up that I stumbled across this week. Uh, Have you guys ever heard of a game called Oxenfree? No, I've heard of it. Okay. Uh, So it came out in 2016 and it came out on PC, Xbox, PS4 and now it's on mobile, so that's why I, I was able to play it. Uh, what makes it comic book adjacent is I noticed when it was loading up in the, like the production screens, skybound entertainment popped up. Oh, interesting. Really? So I'm like Kirkman, huh? But wow, that game is spooky as fuck.
0: Give me, so what, <laughs> give me the lowdown and option free just
6: quick. Like the, uh, okay. the elevator so pitch. So it's like f- uh, five teenagers, like on their junior, senior year, they go on like a trip to this spooky Island and open up a rift that uh, lets in a bunch of ghosts. Oh. And I mean, like, trigger wording for, like, suicide and really? like, stuff like that. It's spooky as hell. So it's yeah. dark. I and it's it. spooky, and uh, really, it's like not, there's kind of some jump scares, but there's no real gore other than, like, one of the game mechanics is the character you're playing has a transistor radio, and like certain areas in the game, you have to tune in frequencies and weird shit happens. And I'm sorry, that's a horror trope. I love yeah. there's nothing spookier than stuff coming across the radio. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Or old school TV poltergeist style. I
4: mean, like yeah, that's yeah, still,
6: yeah. I Casey had never
0: seen poltergeist and I showed her that movie like two years ago. And she was like, this movie is fucking rated PG. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> you could bring your 10 year old to this. If you wanted to back in the day. <laughs>
6: But the thing I really love about the game is it's uh, it's a very kind of point and click, um, but it's also got this other game mechanic, which is called Walk and Talk, which is – it's a very narrative game. They call it kind of a graphic novel like, game like type Like Aaron thing because,
0: Sorkin kind of game.
6: Well, yeah, kind of. But <laughs> as you're walking, like, the characters will be talking like teenagers do, and then you'll have word balloons come up, and you have to decide on your responses. Oh, okay. And your responses – kind of guide how the game ends oh okay that's fun sort and of open and it world also kind of. drives the narrative and how the characters think about you and everything and it was a lot of fun i mean i highly suggest anybody so, check that's it out. that's a very
2: similar very similar mechanic to um the walking dead games that
0: telltale made yeah uh, oh, right. there was a batman one and there was a yeah, yeah there were fun there was a, fa- a, a
6: fables a one than, yeah there was a, fables a little one. different than telltale uh because it's it, it sounds like
2: the bit. the the delivery of it is different, uh, the it, yeah. like the interface, uh, yeah. and also in those games, it always it always would say it's like, so and so will remember you said that, and then <laughs> nothing <laughs> will come of it.
6: Right, right. Uh, and this is this is done a little bit differently. Like you can tell how characters are feeling about you because you'll say something, and then they'll have a like a thought balloon come up with your face in it. And it just means that they're thinking about you and that you just kind of have to try to guide the character so that people think about you more and things like that. That's clever. It's really cool. Uh, The the artwork is gorgeous. It feels the artwork feels like John Allison. Okay. From like scary go round and giant days. It's very similar to that. Where do you play this? Where, where is this a thing? Uh, You can play it on PS. It's on steam. Okay. It's it's on, uh, PC, uh, Xbox, PS4, Android, uh, Apple. Okay. Yeah, I played it on my tablet.
0: I'll have to check it out. Yeah. I've, been, yeah. I've been getting into the Apple Arcade a bit, but I'm stuck on this like stupid Star Trek Fleet Command game. Oh, oh my God. Oh, God, yeah. It is, it is the opposite of fun, and I can't yeah. stop
6: playing. <laughs> like, it's got the me. The thing I like about Oxenfree <laughs> is it's, it's like a it, job. It, it is, <laughs> it is $2.99 in the App Store, but that's all you have to pay. And you're done. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah. I they're not constantly that.
2: bugging you for ads and stuff. Exactly.
6: Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the X-Men. I wanted to address something I saw come up on the fan, on the fan page okay. or the fan group. Um, what do people want from the X-Men? <sighs> okay. Do they want just to go back to Claremont So a lot of, yes, there
0: is a, there is a large group. But we got
6: Claremont a while back with X-Men 94 and everyone
0: hated it. No, the Claremont kids. Or X-Men Legacy. The Claremont kids loved it. And they said, this is exactly what it should be. And you guys are wrong. And no, now, I'm
6: sorry, X Men forever. The good I news is
0: it didn't sell. And they went, okay, Chris, you can have your own little corner of the X universe to do that for the angry Claremont fans or whatever. Yeah. And I'm not taking anything, like, I love Chris Claremont. When I grew up uh-huh. reading that stuff, it was some, yeah. it is still some of my favorite X stuff out there. But right. just like anything else, just like. The the Superman fans or the Batman fans or the Spider-Man fans, they want it to change, but they don't want it to change. And when it changes, it's a little too much change until we look back (laughs) fondly on it and go, man, I wish they would change it like that. Like, well, you hated it when it changed, though. Like, yeah, but no, I kind (laughs) of like that change. And I want to go back to that change, please. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's now there's always going to be people bitching about how it's changed too much or it's no good or they ruined it. Right. With that right. said, it's still the highest selling books at Marvel right now. So I
4: mean, to be
2: to be fair, it, like it is so different mm-hmm. than anything the X Men have ever been. Yeah, and so like if you are like it, it might not even be a Claremont thing if you're just a fan of the traditional sure, you know the traditional storytelling style of the X Men universe. I can see how it would be a, a shock.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I of course. Yeah. And. I don't disagree. I also think the X-Men were in such a stale place that yes. you had nothing to lose.
6: Right, right. We right, had nothing right. to lose the, doing this Men stuff. This shakeup had to happen this
0: yeah. way. And, like, what's the worst thing that comes out of this? The absolute worst thing that comes out of this? The X-Men are way
6: more powerful than they used to be. Right. I don't Until have a problem with that. Until something comes along to reset their status quo. Right. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. That's fine with me. So, like... Moonlight, like Moon Knight getting the Phoenix Force.
0: Yeah, like people freaked out when they're like all this sword (laughs) stuff and they're like, yeah, this is going to lead to the X Men in space and like taking their, their, you know, uh, mission, uh, their mutant mission to space and stuff like that. Yeah, like they've never been in space before. The X Men have no business in space. Like, what are you talking about? The X Men have always been in space. Yeah. Constantly. They went to space faster than the Leprechaun movies. I mean, like, (laughs) just instantly,
6: you know? (laughs) I mean, Xavier was stupping an intergalactic empress. Yes, and that was your boy Chris Claremont. Yeah. You know, like yeah, he
0: couldn't keep the X-Men out of fucking space. You know, like I know the X-Men fought the aliens before the aliens were popular. Right, <laughs> like they made us like that stuff. The Fantastic Four was traveling time and trying not to kill baby Hitler at the time. You know, yeah. and the X-Men were in space.
6: So. <laughs> yes, taking on the Xenomorphs. Yeah. Taking on the made in China xenomorphs. No, I think you just don't don't <laughs> let it. There's. I get why people
0: can feel like it's changed much, but don't let the arguments get you down. Whatever. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Good for oh, you.
6: They don't really and get if you down. Don't just, I don't enjoy it. That's okay. I just too. get confused because yeah. I feel like at one minute everyone's like, "Oh, what Hickman's doing is so innovative and amazing," and then it's like the sea change hits. Yeah, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh, Hickman's the devil," and I'm just like,
1: "Well,
0: huh?" Yeah. Yeah.
6: What happened? What What did I miss?
2: I mean, same thing. Same thing (laughs) happened to Bendis, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like and and Morrison.
6: I mean, Morrison's Morrison's new X Men is the most divisive story in that whole run for a long time. Yeah, I feel like definitely. You know, I still want I still want Cyclops in the black leather trench coat again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean,
2: and Morrison. By the time his tenure at DC ended, people we're complaining about final crisis. We did it, you know? And it's like, look, Morrison has always been this writer. Mm -hmm. He's, this is, this is how he has always been. I'm not sure why. Well, like looking back, looking back on final crisis, like, I'm not sure why we were surprised. Well, (laughs) I feel
6: like, I feel like as a comic book fan, I am blessed with a short memory. In the aspect that when I think of like, like compared to you guys, I think of my favorite comics and a lot of my favorite comics are still in the two thousands. Yeah. You know, I do, I, I have a, I have a really weird fond memory of a lot of the eighties books, but I haven't read nearly as much as you guys have. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a long time fan, but the majority of my fandom is in the, is in the two thousands. Nothing so that's wrong why, with that. Like, that's yeah. I mean, it, I'm still, I'm, you know, despite the fact that I'm 42 years old, I mean, That's why I'm still the huge ultimate apologist that I will always be. The ultimate universe is still one of my favorite things. Uh, And so I, but I think that's just it for me. I like change. I love when they put the characters in a bag, shake it up and see
0: what happens. Yeah, I do too. As long as it's, as long as it makes sense and it pushes the story forward, I love it. Yeah. When you start doing stuff like, oh, the devil, the Nightcrawler's dad. Like,
6: Well, you know That was fine. It <laughs> that was, doesn't they, shake they take anything up. That's, that's the other stupid. thing. And I will say this <laughs> when I review indie books for, for my website, the big one of the things that I say all the time is I'll take a an okay story if it's if it's ambitious. I love a big swing. Sure. Absolutely. Take a big swing. And that's why I think I love Hickman more than anything else. Is however his you know, however he lands it, you know, his execution may be anywhere from here to eternity but yeah he's got a big idea
0: no i'll give you that <laughs> and i will i and obviously a guy like morrison has a much larger body of work and right. i'm not going to defend final crisis because i thought it sucked not because <laughs> and not because it was like to morrison it just took the weirdest like extreme u-turn in the end where it's like we told this whole story about this thing in War World, but that's not even the problem. It's a space vampire. Like what?
6: <laughs> now I don't know anything about Final Crisis, but that Ugh. sounds a lot like the sounds. It sounds. Does it? Is it possible that there was an editorial thing that made him change that?
0: I don't think so. I don't think you could.
6: Okay. I think at that. That's point, always been my argument about Secret Empire. Because there's no I editorial like change Empire's that would Marvel. make sense.
0: Is the thing. Yeah. Like there wasn't anything that they were going to do with the space vampire. There wasn't okay. anything about the story where they're like, oh, we need to set up this other stuff. He just right. made a choice and did it, and then the book well, and ended.
2: also the space vampire was um, one of the monitors, right? And the monitor, like the monitors, were in the story from the beginning. Um, but yeah, I. I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, I agree with you, Jeff, you know, it's, it's some, I, and I'm guilty of it myself. You know, so sometimes I like my, I like my characters the way I like my characters, but, um, you got to appreciate
6: a good effort, yeah. you know, yeah, a, yes. a, an attempt to try something different. Jeff, um, we got, we got a bunch of people r- oh, real sorry. quick. I just wanted to say, uh, we were talking about costumes a while back and I've the lake house finally got to DD back in his red and I didn't notice they changed the costume again.
3: Yeah. A little bit.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's S- slightly tweaked. Yeah. I don't Yeah, mind it. He's basically got kind of like, it's almost uh Netflix esque and the aspect of it. it's basically like an yeah. Under Armour shirt yeah. and then like almost fatigue pants. Yeah. He looks like he's mm-hmm. kind of
0: padded, but he is definitely yeah. wearing like pants now. And I dig yeah, it. I think yeah. it looks good. I-, I
6: thought that was pretty cool. Yeah.
0: All right, we got some people in line, Jeff, so I'm going to mute you, and uh, I know our friend and our lawyer, Mr. Ryan Forrest, wanted to talk some Batman. He rid of three Jokers this week. Thank you, JD. I'm asking to unmute you, Ryan. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Wicked. Let's talk. Hello, Ryan. Ryan texted me last night and he was like, can we talk about the street joker shit? I'm like, no, save it for the show.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I can add much more than what you guys did, but how did you feel? How did you feel?
0: You, I mean, you spent, you bought these, right?
3: Well, I did. And then I closed the last page on number three and walked down to the car and drove them back to the shop and put them (laughs) right back on the shelf. Uh I it was a train wreck. It was a total train wreck. Yeah. Uh th- there's no way this is what he had planned in I, I 2017 agree. when he finished sea War.
0: I agree. Because you don't no, set I up totally a, agree. You don't set up a story yeah. like this with the fucking Mobius chair. <laughs> yeah.
3: Because he, ridiculous. You know, like you said, he, he was he was shocked when he sat in the chair and found out there were three of them. Right. And then the, the last panel of this book is I knew who he was a week after he came into my life yeah. fifty years ago. Yeah. Then why are you shocked about anything?
0: Yeah. More importantly,
3: why have you let it go on? If you've known who
0: he is for so long that, yeah. And they do broach that a little bit in this, but they broach it in that same ham fisted way with Jason Todd being like, you could have shot him in the head anytime you wanted to bro. You know, like, okay. I've heard this plenty of times, you know? Yeah. I I, I think the bigger problem for me is I,
3: I, at this point, not only do I have Joker fatigue, Holy Christ. I've got Batman
4: fatigue.
0: I kind of do too. Yeah, a little bit. I kind of do too. And I don't know, I honestly don't know if I have Batman fatigue because of all the different Batman we're getting right now and the schizophrenia of the whole thing or how just like the character has gotten to a point where they have to be the schizophrenic with him because they just don't know what to do with Batman anymore. They have him backed into so many corners that now he's literally covering up murders for friends and shit.
3: Well, I mean, and like, in the main title, now they've <laughs> stripped him down, and he doesn't get all his wonderful toys. Yeah, I mean, he's inter- got no money.
0: I'm interested to see where that goes. But Jeff Johns basically said, "Yes, this three Joker shit is in continuity." DC has not come out and said yes, it is, or no, it is not. But Jason Fabok in another interview was like, "I don't really know. We'll see what DC says in the long run." So my prediction is that
2: DC will never, ever, ever reference this story. Right? They will I? I don't think I can't see DC ever committing to this idea that the Joker has a secret family somewhere in
0: Alaska. Until they yeah. want to make an evil League of Kids with a Joker uh, kid bro, leading it,
3: ah, yeah. a YA doesn't novel this, with
0: a young Joker kid
3: going crazy. <laughs> doesn't this also contradict with what Snyder has set up a few years ago, which was Joker is essentially a, a, a an embodiment
0: force of evil? I think that, that went. Thing. Away. I think that uh, went away too. Wasn't that something multi-dimensional? I mean, I mean, take it for what it's worth, but Snyder set up something where
3: it was just kind of like he's, he always has been and always will he be He was like an idea yeah. yeah the
2: joker yeah. is an idea um like i i think they they stopped short of actually like defining it all um and, and it, it but yeah it was basically it was what you said right it was basically like this this thought that like the joker is almost like a a mythological figure Which you is, know yeah. like a
3: stupid um, it's, it's all dumb. This was during it, all that it's Pandora all really shit, really
0: right? Awkwardly. This was during when like they were going into different realities and Pandora was the like, no, the- no,
2: no. This was in the new 52 Batman by oh. Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo.
0: Oh, so we got yeah. further back. Okay. Yeah. I barely recall. I know. I, I like the Joker. The Joker is a good character. I don't have a problem with the Joker. But I don't know if we can tell good Joker stories anymore. Because like technically think- on paper, this is a good Joker story. It really is. If you say like the Joker had a scheme, he got two other guys look just like him, they acted like him, they messed with Batman, they screwed with his family, they tried to make him even crazier, and the Joker did it just to show Batman that he's the best at being Batman's nemesis. Okay. Yeah, that that sounds like a great Joker story. But how many times have we read that? I mean, that's literally, that's the exact plot of The Killing Joke. Yes. Where it's like
2: Batman, Batman, or uh, pardon me, the Joker shoots Barbara and kidnaps Barbara and the commissioner, and he tortures the commissioner just to try to get him to crack to prove to Batman that anybody can become the Joker, that anybody can become me on their worst day.
0: And they even had panels directly taken from Dave Gibbons' Killing Joke. I mean, like, literally- Him with the camera pardon me, Brian Mullen, him with the camera and everything like there it is. I get it. And Johns has always been very referential in his writing and we've always liked that. Yeah, Yeah. But it never felt like like when he was doing The Flash or when he was doing JSA, it never felt like he went back and directly aped something a creator did. He took something that maybe we didn't have closure on or we still had questions about and incorporated it gently into things and we went okay yeah that's cool that makes sense i get it this doesn't do that this is jeff johns going look i'm alan moore i got a beard it's halloween i'm alan moore and i'm writing just like him aren't i that was fun thanks for buying it kids you know
3: (laughs) that might be another reason i hate it because i don't care for alan moore all that
7: much
0: i i love alan moore i really do and i love his old bat stuff And I love what it served and what it did for the character. But I don't understand why Jeff Johns has to now. He doesn't even have to. He refuses to do anything but return to the Alan Moore well and dig up more Watchmen stuff or dig up more Killing Joke stuff. I don't get it. I don't get it unless he's trying to make Alan Moore love him and be like, I am your son. It's me. It's been me all along, Alan Moore. (laughs) Maybe he's trying to Killing Joke Alan Moore. Yeah, I, I don't know. But I'm I'm tired of Look, it. Look, I can be you. I'm tired of it. Hey, real
3: quick before you cut me off, because I'm sure you guys got other people in the in the queue. Uh the Mandalorian. No spoilers. <sighs> yeah, no no, no spoilers, all I, guys. All I want to say is all I all I want to say is perfection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was it was amazing. Uh the the last three seconds of the episode. Yeah. Uh I literally shouted obscenities at my television. Yes. Like not not out of like not out of anger, out of excitement right. and like I was alone in my apartment and my dog freaked the fuck out because I was sitting there quietly <laughs> <laughs> for an hour.
0: And then suddenly I exploded with emotion. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we had played D&D last night, and I was a little tipsy. And then sat on the couch, and like, time to watch a Mandalorian and, like, you know, in, enjoy a little, uh, you know, late night uh, THC fun and watch, you know, this would be great. And we got to the end of the episode, and I was just like, oh, my God, who was that guy? And Casey turned and looked at me. She's like, you really don't know who that was? My wife, who barely pays attention to stuff. She's like, you really don't know who that was? She's like, I know who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and I had to think right. about it and go, you're, you're getting, a, you're getting a little too close to spoilers. I'm not here, saying so let's anything. Shut this, Other let's than, shut down this. this I'm line just saying thought. there's a guy. Yeah. Here. That's all I'm saying. Um, okay. And then this,
3: uh, so with, with as good as the Mandalorian has been and it, it amazing. How does Kathleen Kennedy still have a job this morning?
0: She is the executive producer on the show.
3: Well, but she's, no, she is the head of Lucasfilm. <laughs> she's, she's also the team. president or whatever, she's also, right? Yeah. Has well, she, has, she, she has an executive producer role.
0: She has an executive producer role on that show. So yeah, she's one of the her. reasons we have the Mandalorian. <laughs> so she's I also mean, a I guess I don't,
2: people. under like, I, I don't really understand or agree with, with a lot of people, a lot of fans as a dislike of Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, she, she brought Star Wars back to life, basically
3: true but my my response is this she gave us the last uh three sequels which i enjoy i like uh i won't i don't talk bad about them very much except for this they are three incoherent stories when put together i don't disagree but
0: wasn't that J.J. J. Abrams, the director?
3: She no, I,
2: I think well, it was Lucasfilm. Like, I I think... Lucasfilm. Yeah. J. J. There's, no way J., there's no way that J.J. J. Abrams is dictating the direction of Star Wars on his own. Absolutely. No. Probably not. not. At
3: her feet. How, how they didn't sit down and do... Sit down and write out at the table. Here's it, our next three movies.
2: It's very clear. It's very clear that they changed course at oh, the yeah. end uh, after... Um, oh, yeah. They changed course after the uh, uh, end American. of the last jedi i think oh yeah because I, I think it was always the plan for jj to just direct the, i think they were all uh i think ryan johnson was supposed to direct the last two
0: ryan i'm going to mute you cuz we got to get some other people but we'll finish talking about this Good right. to talk to you brother bye buddy bye. ryan johnson uh, was supposed to direct the last two
2: and like the 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 reaction the online like you like to call them the vocal minority uh which i think is way larger than you think it is uh was so toxic about The Last Jedi because how dare they? How dare they try to make black people and women an equal force for good in the Star Wars universe? I mean, black people and women um, everywhere.
0: How much do they really need? I mean, seriously. Yeah, I, sure. Right. <laughs> uh,
2: and uh, like, I think that they panicked. They they balked. Quite possibly, and, yeah. And changed their plan and they brought JJ back in and they were like, please just give the fans
0: what they want yeah.
2: Do, Make the the Skywalker,
0: please. yeah do the return of the jedi again so on and so forth yeah let's go to <laughs> frank cirillo who by the way posted a picture of him as wolverine in our uh, it's amazing it's, it's amazing <laughs> which because like we've seen frank on his video and i'm like oh yeah it's frank i didn't know he could look that mean he's like <laughs> it's great i'm unmuting you frank hi hello how there you? how are we this morning and congratulations and happy halloween on
1: your wolverine costume sir that's oh amazing. thank you that was a couple of years ago I, I still have i still have it all so badass I, I can dress as wolverine again um uh, like, like i i have nothing halloween to talk about because i blew that's my I load like. two weeks ago when i called that's all right and talked about werewolf you know werewolf by night sure but anyway actually i wanted to i wanted to talk about a couple things um one was uh joe joe had posted something on twitter about superman and and i 100 percent agree with joe because people people just look at superman and they go the snyder superman and they go well what, what do you think he was supposed to do there like okay so look at the comic books every single time he just banishes yes he's banished odd back to the neutral zone right or the phantom zone rather
0: but and even you know, in the end of the on. second donner movie like richard donner and kill people no because they show up in the phantom zone in the third
1: movie so no <laughs> right, you know I I, I I totally disagree with making superman and even a slightest bit darker than he's supposed to be yeah superman no matter who he is is the bright light of dc comics just as he, bat- he, yes yeah, yeah uh
2: what i uh one of my follow-up posts uh I, I was just stating it out into the world without actually engaging with them yeah uh, directly because that's that way lies madness um, (laughs) is that Superman represents the heroic ideal right 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 and that's I mean I like I don't want him I don't want to see his failings Mm
3: -hmm.
2: it's fine like it's fine he has a human side so like I'm fine reading about like his relationship drama and his work stuff Mm -hmm. and whatever but Superman is the ideal he is the he is the
1: um, archetype
2: He's the archetype. He is the hero to which all other heroes should aspire. Sure. And to, and for these people to have such a hard-on. Well, let's back up. Superman snapping necks, I don't get it. Let's back yeah, up real quick. No, I'm not
0: going to say I agree with him either. Of course, I agree with both of you guys. <laughs> but I will say, if anyone is feeding this, it's DC. DC is feeding this. They're saying, you want more? Here comes more. Here comes a Snyder Cut of JLA. And they're doubling down on this
1: shit because they think this is what the
0: people want. And we will find out when this comes out on HBO. Yeah, we'll I'm, find I'm, out if this is what the people want or not.
1: I have been I have been a lifelong Superman fan. Like literally, my dad used to read like used to read comic book Superman comic books to me as a kid, and before I could even read. And I I for my entire life, Superman has been like that is what a superhero is and always should be, and that should never change. And when they changed him. Like I mean, even even the scene where where Clark doesn't rescue his father from a tornado, which he could have done in the blink of an eye, of course, right? And it's like that is not super. He would have figured it out. He would have done it. He would have. So it's like it's like they're taking Superman on the in, in a wrong trajectory. And and I'm sorry, you know, like and I I'm, and I'm also gonna just you know I'll bring up the the name of uh, Chris Reeves. Chris Reeve, because you know that Superman movie was fantastic. That that first Superman the movie was what a superhero movie should be. Totally, and and, 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 and that you death scene watch it.
0: with Superman's dad is one of the most important. Yes. learning moments for that character and right. when they do it again if you want to do it again and you're like no i'm not doing the same thing i'm not going to copy him fine don't let him die of cancer or something yeah or let him die right. in a freak car accident that you just weren't around for you know like something like that but having right. a moment so stupid and ham-fisted where dad yeah. walks out like
1: nope let me die you know like yeah that was that was stupid like seriously, man. You know, I I really disagree with that. And you know, because Superman should, like I said, Superman should always be. You know, like, okay. So look look at the boys. Look at Homelander. Homelander. Right. Is what happens if Superman had absolutely no had had a that moral lapse? Exactly. It's the That's logical, logical extension of that. Yeah. Like or, this is uh, where that goes. Uh, <laughs> ir-
2: the uh, the main character from Irredeemable, whose name right, escapes right. me, the Plutonian maybe I forget. Um,
1: can't remember. Like but I yeah, read the first like, like, yes. couple issues of that.
2: Like there are plenty of versions of Superman where, you know, his life is slightly different or you know, the backstory is different and that's a fine thing to examine. But if you're putting out into the world like this is our Superman now. Right. And you don't remember the most important lesson of Superman which is that even though you have godlike powers, you can't do everything right you're yeah. not a god right
1: and, and you know and, and the same thing goes look uh, and i'll say the same thing for batman at the same time it's like batman never shoots people never uses guns never touches guns yeah except might, for the one, one f- time when yeah. he when he shot dark side you know right, right. and uh, like all these
2: assholes coming at me saying
0: you don't know anything about comics. No. You don't. Well, you don't know anything about Superman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, now. But again, that's Look. not even a. That's just not even a valid argument. Yeah. yeah. So like that's. No, I know. It's, no, it's just not. like let's not even bless that and, with time. You know, like that's and, but just like, stupid. But and then
2: then they come at you with the same half dozen stories where some writer has put Superman in a corner and made him kill somebody. Right. And half of those are dodgy at best. Mm. Like do not come at me about superman killing uh doomsday that's bullshit he's a mindless right. animal don't yeah. come at me about superman killing dark Darkseid dark is immortal and eternal and constantly reborn and yeah. there's no yeah he's a god uh right he's a god um yes john Byrne had superman kill three alternate universe phantoms on criminals that story
0: sucks Mm. Well, you know, it also broke the character. Superman went the, insane afterwards.
5: It, yeah, yes.
1: Well, the, the Justice League, that Justice League episode where Superman kills, where they go into the alternate timeline and Superman kills Lex Luthor, and he becomes yes. like Superlord, you yeah. know, and and it, it alters the entire Justice League. Everybody becomes like you know they, yes. they all fall in behind him because what are you gonna do? Superman, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's Superman.
2: Uh, you know, and and they're showing me panels from Injustice, <sighs> like.
1: Injustice don't, is that's not, not yeah, even close. No. Justice, is, first I, of all, it's a look, dumb video game it. idea comic. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy. Look, I enjoy that. Comic. I read the first. I think the. I don't know what it was. It was like the first. It was like I don't know, season one and season two. However, they broke it up. I read two of those, and I thought they were fun. There were a lot of they were sure. really fun, but like, but that is not the DC canon universe. No, no, no. You know? Like the uh, like, last
0: issue, that last storyline had He Man showing up with the power of Shazam. Okay, oh and they God. called him Hezam. That's, so no, this has nothing to do with the regular DC universe. I'm, uh, with I'm, that I'm said, my eyes and I like it. Right,
1: now, so. <laughs> I did like it though. <laughs> but it's enjoyable stuff because it's like it's fun to see to read those stories. Yeah, but we. Don't don't want our, our Superman being that. We don't want our yeah, – essentially, we don't want our comic book characters to change so much that they're unrecognizable. Yes. You know? Right. And for and, the and record, I, I don't want the Snyder Cut to fail.
0: I'm not rooting for it to fail. I just find it very hard to believe that it's going to succeed. Because you already had a movie that did not live up to the box office that they wanted. It was poorly reviewed. And now you are doubling down, regardless of what happened in that movie. Let's just take away from the plot. Reviewers that are not comic book nerds, like us, didn't like it because it wasn't a very good film. It was dull. It was dark. There was no one to root for. And the main character looked like he was right out of your PS3. It was bad CG. And now we're doubling down on that. And- extending it and giving us more. So I just find it very hard to believe that this succeeds. Now, with that said, there's people that like it and they're into it and that's fine. They are allowed to do that. They're totally allowed to do that. And I get it. If that's your thing, good for you, man. But I also don't think that it makes a very good understanding, if you will, of the nature of the Justice League to put them in these hard, dark movies. It just does, it works for Batman because that's who fucking Batman is. But it right. doesn't work for Wonder Woman. It doesn't work for Superman. It does, it certainly doesn't work for the Flash. I mean, like, come yeah. on. Otherwise, well, no one would, people would be yelling at the WB show, right? Now, like, why is he so nice? Why is the Flash so cute all the time and so sweet? <laughs> people love it because that's who the fucking Flash is, you know? Right,
1: right. All right, so, we got more people right, in line wait, here. Frank. Wait, one one oh, last yeah, thing. Yeah, I wanted I wanted to talk about Star Trek Discovery. First three episodes have, have already <laughs> cool. been, Oh my oh my goodness. So it good, Frank. So good. Amazing. I can't I won't talk about it. I will I will talk about a wrap up. I will come in at the end of all it all. Cool. But I just want to say those first three episodes. I cried at the end of the first episode. I literally, I'm like, I'm like going, oh my God. This they, is okay. They amazing. definitely,
0: they were like, oh, okay. Picard made everybody cry. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. We got to do that here. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh,
3: you asshole. Stop it. Uh,
2: yeah. In the second uh, or uh, no, it was the, at the beginning of the third episode, which, yeah. I mean, this is a very mild spoiler because we all knew it was going to happen. Uh, when Michael reunites with the crew. I cried.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah. I legit cried. I was like, Oh my God. (laughs) It was so good. It's been so good. So Uh, far. I can't, I can't wait. I cannot wait to watch the whole thing. It's just, uh, just, I just wanted to say so good. I'm not going to discuss it until deal, you know, it's all over, but but we will do a recap. Definitely. Yes, definitely. Happy Halloween.
0: Stuff those kids full of candy. All right. All right. Happy Halloween guys. We got, uh, David Baskin Robbins popped in. I like that. He added the Baskin to his name. Carol Baskin-Robbins. No, nah, I don't do that. David, are you there? Absolutely not. There he is. Thank you. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> totally with you. We do not need any more Tiger King references. And nope. I, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm glad COVID-19 is here. But it will dial down the Tiger King costumes we're going to see. So <laughs>
4: totally fair. No, um, Baskin-Robbins, actually, I took a uh, comedy sports class back in college. And everybody had to have a comedy sports nickname nice and uh, so that's what i, I came beg your up pardon. with what is comedy sports comedy sports um it's okay it's kind of like who's Line, but it's set up like a competition between two teams um where it's uh you know, blue team and red team and they compete in improv games with suggestions by the audience yeah uh it's there's franchises all over the country it was created in milwaukee so, uh, yeah, when I, I I did theater in college, and that was one of the classes that we could take uh, on site at the actual comedy sports theater. That's fun. So, that's what I went and did. I've gone by
0: Matt Snakebite Bomb for quite a while. So, there you go. Yeah, but that was like a pool name. That was back when I was a pool <laughs> hustler, old Snakebite. <laughs> I wore an eye patch and everything, so nobody would recognize uh, me. People also
2: call you Crack Pipe. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. Crack Pipe was another one. That's a different lifetime, though.
4: So. <laughs> <laughs> David, what did you want to rap about today, sir? Uh, well, first of all, happy Halloween, gentlemen. Happy Halloween um, to you, sir. Or, or uh, happy Salon for those who celebrate uh, that way. For our pagan um, friends, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I saw the Halloween theme. I just posted the picture from my costume from uh, about 10 years ago. Oh, nice. Uh, themed. Um, I did a Kevin Smith, a, a Silent Bob, a few years ago with a friend of mine. But uh, the one that I posted a picture of was the Crow from back in 2010.
0: Yes, there it is.
4: <laughs>
0: Not bad. <laughs> the week could have been better,
4: but uh, I was happy with the overall look.
0: I almost think one of my favorite things about like the people that like nail their Halloween costume. That's a little yeah. annoying, you know. It's like the people that get up and are like really good at karaoke, you know. Like okay, like you you're showing off whatever but the guys that are like i spent 15 bucks on this darth vader costume and i put it together myself like you look awesome it's a little wonky it's a little weird and i love it
4: (laughs) (laughs) i'm theater people i have cosplay friends that like they they do uh party princess parties and they have like full-blown elsa costumes and and all sorts of stuff like that and they do it they have a side hustle for that i have you know because i do theater i have friends who can legit sing and we go out and do karaoke yeah no i sorry
0: Uh, (laughs) no i dare like look i get it people are into it and you know whatever it's just a little you know i i kind of prefer the guy that just gets up there drunk and belts out sweet caroline
4: you know (laughs) oh yeah that's totally fun too so and the, the people who are are like we like to say uh white girl wasted yeah who all you have to sing is uh summer love just small, no just a small town girl oh yeah the whole rest of the bar starts <laughs> and picks up from right there fair enough <laughs> you know um so anyway uh talking Halloween stuff I don't really have much in the way of Halloween antics and stuff like that I love it I'm really disappointed about this year uh yeah. for not being able to celebrate. My friends and I, one of my friends has a, a bonfire every year and I'm tasked with bringing the jello shots because I make cocktail shots that actually taste good. Oh, nice. Um, so there's that. So we're, we're we're missing out on that this year. Um but I I do have a couple of Halloween traditions. Um I, I you see by the costume, I love The Crow. I have to watch that movie every Halloween season. Oh, I, love I love The Crow it. too. I love it. It's so cheeseball it, and I love it. It's <laughs> but like it's it's so 90s and it's so oh, yeah. cheesy. Totally. But it's, it just hits uh just a a, a perfect chord with me. It's like the whole you fire know? it up
0: thing and like yeah. devil's night where a bunch of like faceless like just bad people who are bad to be bad like go out with axe handles and burn shit (laughs) what the hell detroit (laughs) like how did we get here you know and it it wasn't even like in the far future it was more like
4: next tuesday this is happening (laughs) actually that happened i've gotten to meet jail james abar a few times because he's come to wizard world chicago he has friends that live down there yeah um so I've, i've gotten you know my my kitchen sink press trade signed and you know, all that kind of stuff. But uh, he he's like, he wrote it as a way to get over the death of his, his, his wife. Right. There was when, a devil's well, night thing. There definitely was. Yeah, and there were fires
0: was. and stuff like that. It has been blown way out of proportion
4: oh, absolutely. since then. 100%. And the
0: stories, there's a really good podcast called American hysteria that talks okay. about it at one point. And when they, when they really kind of drill down into it, they're like, Oh, well, I
4: can see why they beefed it up a little bit. If they wanted to, yeah. if they wanted to score, you'd be scary. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, normally, I, I do the the pumpkin carving thing, and I do the, the like the patterns with you know making fancy stencils and all that kind of stuff. Haven't done it this year; just did not feel motivated to do so. Um, but I want to tell you about a tradition that my girlfriend has done in the past for Halloween. Um, she actually likes to celebrate a thing called Vamptober. Where oh, nice. She, she will watch a different vampire movie every day for the entire month of October. That's and fun. She, she has more than she needs to fill the 31 days.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, we were talking about this. Was it, you were talking werewolves with last or no, it's Frank Cirillo a oh, couple of weeks ago. Yeah. There are so there's a glut of vampire movies. There's so many. And there's like, a handful, a f- of yeah, werewolf movies. a few werewolf yeah. movies, and don't hit me with this underworld shit. Look, I've seen them, seen them all. They are not good movies. I've seen them, and every time one comes out, I'm like, gotta what? That's appointment viewing. Here we go. <laughs> Let's I'm, get it done. They're,
4: they're 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 they've gotten progressively worse. Oh my god! <laughs> I like the first one, but I yeah. love the first one. I think it's still great. But I think that there's some lingering White Wolf Vampire the Masquerade uh, bias you have there, Matt, considering White Wolf actually sued Underworld, the the producers, and won.
0: Yeah, no, and that was the thing. They just ripped them off. They totally ripped them off. And I think it was something – I don't know if this is true, but I remember there was a White Wolf Vampire the Masquerade script or something that was being rumored and kicked around, and – I want to say the studio that made Underworld like we just happen to have something like that kicking around too. Let's fast track it. Let's get a hot chick, put her in leather. Boom.
4: There you go. Well, Wham, we I made mean, it first. What are you going to do? There's, <laughs> there's all sorts of stuff that out there that has kind of strip minded. I, I I talked about that. I don't know if I talked about this, but there's a world of darkness um, vampire, the masquerade documentary on Amazon prime um, talking about like the company from when they first started right. through kind of a couple of years ago. and. Tim Bradstreet is one of the uh, artists who did a lot of the illustrations for the early books. Yeah. And yeah. when Blade came out, um, he went and he saw Blade because we all saw Blade because Blade's awesome. Fuck yeah. And Blade 2, uh, also awesome. Blade 3, not so awesome. <laughs> well, hey, <then> Blade drew his Vampire Pomeranian, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Triple H. Yeah. And Triple H. <laughs> uh, in Blade, there's a lot of poses that look surprisingly similar to things out of one of the first vampire books. And when uh, Guillermo del Toro came and approached Bradstreet to work on Blade 2, uh, he's like, uh, they said, the, or the, the there was something in the documentary that says, you know, there's a lot of stuff in the first movie that looks really similar to stuff I did. And they flat out told him like yeah we straight up ripped you off but you're gonna get paid this time
0: yeah yeah so i mean that, nice that's of them. The yeah that's real nice of him to yeah. do that. i mean you know if you pay them back after it's like hey
4: yeah that's what we're doing here's a huge It's check. easier
2: to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission <laughs> here's a huge Absolutely. check kid but get out of here Guillermo,
4: Guillermo <laughs> didn't do the first movie so i think this was a little bit of Guillermo making some reparations for mistakes of the the, the first movie possibly you know, which which is really nice but yeah. I check out that documentary. It's, it's really kind of interesting as to where the, like the company who's like started the whole, the game started on a road trip from uh, Georgia to Milwaukee. I've heard this for story. Con,
0: yeah. I've heard this story.
4: They pulled off the road or they got detoured into Gary, Indiana. And that's like, who would live here? Vampires. Vampires would live here. <laughs> Well, now you just pissed off all our fans in Gary, Indiana. Sorry. (laughs) Um, No, no. I I know people from Gary. Yeah. No, they're like, yeah. Yeah, it's true.
0: Right. They have a pretty good sense of (laughs) humor. Like the New Jersey folks, they get it by now. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah." You know, Florida still doesn't. Florida's, what's everybody's problem with Florida? (laughs) Uh, Florida, man. (laughs) Yeah. I need to revisit the Blade movies. Oh, thank you. I just got a Halloween donut. It's orange. Oh. Yeah. From Mrs. Casey Baum, who's dressed as a nun to teach her bar class this morning. So they do like a Halloween bar, which That's is cool. Yeah, it's a whole thing. So
4: I I just watched Blade last night, and I'm in the middle of Blade Two, uh, trying to to watch those, and I haven't watched them in forever. Blade One totally holds up. Yeah, and I, I think I put my finger on it. There's yeah, there's all the the Blood God stuff at the end. But there is very little CG in that entire movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's
2: it's mostly practical.
4: Right. It's mostly practical. And I think there's a bunch of wire work on there as well. But it's mostly just practical effects, which is why it's held up for 25 years. Blade 2 as well. Like, they're using, like, real fake blood. It's not a bunch of
0: CG bullshit. Like, they're going old school gore effects and blood and stuff. And I think that's why. And they did it really. Like, that opening scene where they go to the club. And, you know, like the vampire killers come in and just start murdering everybody and shit. Like it's real dark because obviously they can't make it look great. So the secret in movies is, well, we'll turn down the lights and no one's going to notice, you know, it'll just look (laughs) sticky and gross. It still totally holds up and it looks way better than like a lot of movies in the early 2000s or even mid like 2010s where they were like we don't need fake blood anymore we got a computer and you know that just like puts the blood in there and it looks perfect everybody no one can tell it looks terrible cg CG fake blood looks
4: terrible old cg looked great at the time and then five years afterwards it started looking terrible you know it's it's all about like that early part of cg needed to be used for accent as opposed to yes. replacement. Yes. And right. now, now we're getting to the point where we have things like the volume on Mandalorian and all that where it's indistinct, you know, it's indecipherable. Uh, from right. full footage. Because it's doing it like looks, the whole background. Shifting, shifting
2: gears really quickly. Yeah. Um, I just watched, I, um, I was so hyped up after watching the Mandalorian yesterday that I shotgunned all of the available episodes of Star Wars Gallery. Okay. Which is, um, is it's brilliant uh, is like the making of basically it's yeah. like here's yeah. every aspect of the show and when they went into the detail about what the volume is yeah they're not talking about the sound it means the stage that they built yeah that is
4: basically 270 degree uh LED, yeah. lcd screen. it is a
2: it is a yeah. it, it is a video dome right uh
0: and it is one of the most incredible things I've ever, and it like tracks the actor's eyes. So when they look, it like moves with them subtly. So you can't tell like, that's terrifying. One day they're going to build prisons like this one day. You
4: realize (laughs) the camera tracks it to adjust the background to give the proper angles. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's called parallax. Um, but, uh, so it, when they named Hal Jordan parallax, in hindsight, uh, <laughs> that name makes no fucking sense. Um, but uh, yeah, it's such, it's so incredible. And, and they're like, well, okay. So anything that's on the ground is real. Right. We, we yeah. got dirt, we got rocks, you know, it, that stuff's real. We got bamfas. E- everything
4: from
5: the ankles <laughs> up.
4: Yeah. The story they tell about the conference, uh, the video conference with the producers who saw, they were on the, the, the dock uh, from the prison episode in season one, they were on the, the loading dock and there was some smoke going off in the background. And the people on the other end of the video call saw thought something on the set was on fire because yeah, is, right. there, yeah, there it was like, so real. That's so cool. It was cool. so real. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. And seeing the evolution that he talks about moving from jungle book through Z- uh, Zathura into what they, how they got to the the, the set for Mandalorian is just, okay, this is what we're doing now. And like just from the practical elements of it, not even being able to make whatever scene you want, but just the the tiny things of being able to shoot a sunset scene or a sunrise scene for hours to get the scene just right without having to worry about the sun. The light, yeah. Directors like Terrence Malick probably just
0: like slit their throats after they watch that.
4: (laughs) Are
0: you sons of bitches? (laughs) I I really did
2: love that aspect of the discussion, uh, David, where where, uh, Favreau talks about how you know things built. You know, we this is what we learned doing this movie. This is what we learned doing this movie. This is what we learned doing this movie, and now this is what we can do on television.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: And uh, it's it's just it's. It's so incredible and say what you will about George Lucas and what he did later on uh, to star Wars. That dude was a visionary. He was ahead of his time oh, without a doubt uh, because those Lucasfilm people were like, yeah, George was talking about this exact thing while we were making the prequels and we just didn't have
0: any way to do it in reality. Yeah. The processors weren't good enough 20 years ago. They yeah. also talked about but it now, so much that they forgot yeah. to write a script. Which is you
4: know like well, I, again, <laughs> but I. Mean, but but anyway, I so so you can see the the evolution to this kind of thing from just what he was doing back in the seventies and early eighties with okay let's do one model passing by another the the model stationary let's move yeah. the camera past it right let's you know we need we're we're shooting on snow for hoth we need to we need to do this but we can't do that because the the field is white so let's transparent the uh the cockpit of the the snowspeeder and let's 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 uh, open that up so we can actually see Yeah. If, if you look at the original uh editions of empire you can see through the side of the snowspeeder in some of the scenes because they had to trans they, they overlaid footage on top of each other in order to get those shots but in some cases they overlay they 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 made the the speeder itself too transparent and you can see through the walls a little bit. Yeah. I think I've, I think I've seen
0: like video clips of this online where they like pointed out yeah. like, yeah, this is what they were doing. And they decided to make that. They left it in because it happened super fast. And the yeah. other shot where it looks great, looks really great. So they yeah. were like, ah, six and one, a half dozen of the other, you know, it's, yeah. you know, just the, just the things that they did to achieve, uh,
2: the visuals, like in the, in the seventies, uh, something that seems so elementary now that I've heard it out loud. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, well, yeah, we needed to make it look like these guys were really having a dogfight in space. Yep. So when we had close-ups of two ships, you know, zooming by or whatever, we shimmied the 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 the, the background up and down. Right.
4: It just like, <laughs> like shuffled the we're the we're thing we're with stars on right, it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It's no different than all of the Star Trek casts saying that uh, the thing they all have in common is the language of a torpedo or a phaser hitting the ship. Yeah, and they all because go, Whoa. They, they all move to the side, you know, at the same time and move the camera. And it's yeah, that's the simplest thing in the world to do. Yeah, we need to figure out a way to do it. And the fact that it hasn't changed in forty years. To be the same thing, it's too effective. You know, it's, it doesn't need it's to. Too it's effective. too effective. Yeah. It's pretty. You know, it's it, it, when it's the simplest way is the best. Practical effects are usually the best option if they work. I totally agree, especially when okay. it comes to gore. And when it comes to gore,
0: yeah. I love practical effect gore so much. And you like go back and watch any of the Nightmare Elm Street movies, the old Friday the 13th movies. I mean, like, they are so fun. They're not great movies, no, by any means. But the creative engineering that goes into like some of those scenes where like Freddie has like pulled the tendons out of a girl and is making her walk, like, you know, and, like nice. Freddie yeah. above her looks terrible. Obviously, they just like put in, you know, a video screen overlay. But like the guts coming out of her and everything, like and they're it spraying cool. it so it's all wet and gross looking. Like, oh, I love it. And those guys. Party. They Parting had so much this. fun
4: doing it. It's so cool. <laughs> Parting comment about that. And then I'll move on. They, they redo a scene in 19 from the, the 1984 Elm street for the remake with Jackie Earl Haley. And for the life of me, I cannot understand why they chose to do it. CG in the new one. Yeah. In 84, Freddie comes out of the bed or out of the wall. And they he just presses his face into a bed sheet. Yeah. will do a couple of pieces of two I, by four. It was
0: so effective. It was, it was
4: terrifying. So And it was probably about 99 cents to make back in 1984. And they redid that exact same shot in the new one and they made it CG. I can't for the life of me understand why they would make that choice when it worked in 84 and could totally work again in the new version, even in HD. They also made Freddy the good guy when they brought it. Like any of these.
0: (sighs) All right. We need to shut this down because we're, right. we're going to run way over time. David, it's good to talk I'm to you, sorry, man. Guys, you guys, guys you,
2: you, not... your points are, are all valid and have been made repeatedly. We get it. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's to... not you. I, like, David, I trust me. Matt will let – if somebody had called to talk about wrestling, we'd still we'd, be. We'd... Well, we'd I just – I love it. horror movies,
0: and all these new horror movies have just I, – I challenge you guys to come up with one that's any good. Any good at all, because I think all these remakes have been garbage. And when you take Freddy, who was a terrifying psychopath that killed kids, and you turn him into a character, it's like, no, he was just the guy that got the blame for it. And the angry neighbors murdered him. Well, so he's a good guy? Like, he's out for vengeance now? Like that's Didn't not, I just, that's didn't I just tell you to shut up about this already? Yeah, but then you muted yourself and started talking to someone else, so. I didn't mute myself. <laughs> all right, David, it's good to talk to you. We're going to bring Mr. Brian McMingos in here. Brian, I'm asking to unmute you. I think I am. Is he here? There he is. Okay, you moved on me. There you are. What's going on, guys? What's happening? How
7: are we hey today, buddy. sir? Good. I, I don't like horror movies because I don't like being frightened, so I don't ever watch them. So I have no. I, don't watch I, him I will not me talk about watch them because I'm sick. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Um, I think the only thing I'll say is I think because somebody posted it on a different thing that I saw online. The um the first jump scare I had was either, um, large Marge or the, uh, the librarian ghost in ghostbusters. It was one or the other, but yeah. Um, and yeah. that's where I was like, don't, nope, don't like that. I don't like that. That feeling of like, Oh, you know, clutching your chest as a uh, I don't know, eight year old. No, thanks. So, um, that's about that. It's, it's one or the other. Um, but my, uh, my question of the week, um, I'm glad you picked it because I, I was afraid I got it in too late. um, because I, I posted a picture of me drunk and costumed as um, Starman. Um, <laughs> it was twenty. It was twenty years ago today, which is crazy. Um, but my roommate and I had just moved to Boston, and we were twenty. And um, somebody gave us some absinthe, and we decided we were going to be. Um, I was Starman because I had a Starman shirt. So we went to Kmart, and I bought the green boots and the red sweatpants and the red hoodie and nice all that. And he was, he was Jay Garrick with like a, so we were up on the roof, spray painting everything. Um, he spray painted the lightning bolt on his chest, um, on the shirt chest. And then I made a, uh, cosmic rod out of a plunger handle and some like, um, some plumbing, um, I don't even know what you call them, but like fittings thing. So it was okay. like the yeah. three rings yeah. and it was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. So, Those are my favorite Halloween I had a,
0: costumes. The taped together shit, you know, I love it. It,
7: it was so, so we got pretty loaded um, doing it on the, you know, on the roof. And then we went down, we went to get on the train to go to the party we were going to. And this was four days before Halloween because it wasn't actually Halloween. It was just Saturday night. So we looked insane like wandering down the street <laughs> on the train. No one else is in costume and luckily it was a short ride, but um, we were just like bombed and having a great time. And he, he made a pie plate. He used an actual pie tin as the uh, the, the helmet and it blew away a couple of times. Um, so he's like running down the street to catch his thing, which is pretty funny <laughs> given the context. Right. Um, and it was, yeah. And I realized, yeah, that was 20 years ago.
0: So. That's, That's amazing. who we are. We're wretchedly old men, Brian. That's just how it goes. And we get older every day. Yeah, it
7: was, it was, it was a i re- I'm pretty sure it's one of those, we're on the roof and the police come parties. Um, <laughs> you know, they're coming, you, you see the, you see the mag light flashlight, like two roofs over and you go, oh shit, everybody run. Um, Cause sure, sure. we're underage. So, you know, the old days.
0: I got to sit um, in the back of a police car once dressed like Lord Humongous. So that was the thing. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get arrested, but I was wearing S and M gear and uh, a, like a cod piece with you know like a hockey mask. Oh, so
7: he, they were protecting you? Is what you were doing? No, no, um,
0: they were like, "Sir, for your protection, you, why don't you get in the car for a minute?" Like there was a the whole thing. Like shit went down, and I ended up
7: talking mm-hmm. my
0: way out of it as usual. Didn't get arrested. Just
7: so. <laughs> like, no. This is just this is not a giant two headed penis. This is just is just a cod piece. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's all it was. And they were like. Oh, that makes sense. All
0: right. It was a hell of a Lord um, Humongous a, costume, though.
7: <laughs> a spooky TV show I've been watching um, that's not actually spooky is Lucifer. Um, I know, Joe. You've been watching that.
2: Yeah, I've seen the first six or so episodes.
7: Um, I'm like ha- almost done with season two, and it's—I don't—I mean, it's like absurdly watchable, which is weird. Right? Yeah. Um, the first—the first episode is jarring because it's like this is not what I want. This is not how this is supposed to work. And everyone's like, he's way over the top and everyone else is like the straight man. Yeah. Um, and it kind of doesn't work, but it's a perfect in the background while you're doing other things, procedural exactly. with some actual like yell out loud moments of like, whoa, I can't believe they did that. Um, but I will say the, I, I love the streaming, short seasons because season three I think is 26 episodes and that is going to be a real slog because I got episode 12 of season two I was like all right I'm ready for this to wrap and like move on to something else and it's like oh no I think there's 18 and um it just feels too long
2: yeah I, I, I I sometimes I look at these these shows that everybody recommends and they're like yeah why just you know what it gets really good it gets really good in season three and i look at the
0: episode counts and i'm like (laughs) like right around season three episode 48 it gets so good (laughs) like (laughs) like, (laughs) what is
2: like what is this anime how (laughs) why are there 300 episodes Um, like did people get old and die while they made this (laughs) (laughs) that's like um, the golden ideal for me uh like i i I think that some of the Marvel shows did end up being a little bit long winded at 13 episodes, but 12 to 13 episodes is a sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, Letter Kenny, the Canadian comedy Letter Kenny, the ep- the seasons are
0: six episodes. Some of them, yeah. Well, that's a BBC which is like a, a very that's like a BBC jam where they're yeah, it's like very British New show, very British seven episodes. Wow. We'll be back next year with five episodes. And the year after that, we'll give you nine. You're like, it's okay. <laughs> like, right. Whatever. Uh,
2: and you know, I, so I, I, I think that is a perfect, you know, a, a perfect, um, compromise, like give me 12 great tight episodes. Yeah. I understand. I understand the, uh, the TV, season lasts for months. I get it. And I like a good, you know, filler episode, you know, that's not necessarily connected to the overall plot. And that's fine. It's just more than twenty episodes. It's just too much.
0: Yeah. It's one of the things where I think we'll see less and less of it. I think streaming and international TV has really taught people tighten it up. Tighten it up, more people will watch, more people will be more excited for it. And it becomes less impenetrable you know lovecraft country was 10 episodes right yeah i mean and it was perfect i mean they were all bizarre it was super weird barely connected loved it absolutely loved it and when it was over i want more now and we'll get it next year or whatever and hopefully it'll be 10 more tight crazy episodes that's awesome but yeah the days of 20 you know 26 episode seasons and stuff like that with a special too like
7: oh yeah 26 is and i like, I don't mind, like, 24 episodes of a sitcom, you know, in, like, a traditional 22-minute yeah, thing, because totally.
0: that's three in an hour, and you're, yeah, like, on. That's, but, that's yeah, that's
2: different to me, yeah.
0: Yeah. But, like, no, Supernatural, like, which like, I'm rewatching, Supernatural, it's, like... I love Supernatural and I have it on in the background while I'm working during the day and shit like that. I'm just slowly trying to catch up. But every time I'm like, I'm still in season nine. Are you kidding me? I feel like I've been watching season nine for three years. <laughs> this
7: is crazy.
0: You
7: know? <laughs> Honor enough that it's not, it's not too, it would it would be, I think palatable to me. Cause there's a lot of stuff where I'm like, I don't want that. I, you know, I don't watch the Buffy stuff and all that, but I'm like, Supernatural seems sort of interesting, but it is daunting of like oh that's a lot of
0: episodes
2: yeah and that's
7: a
0: lot of seasons and it's I don't, kind of a hard I, thing to even,
2: recommend for somebody to get into after 15 years yeah
0: I mean like at some point yeah it's, it's like just, oof you it's know like, you I know mean, what I'm gonna go try Mash you look and it's like I've never I've never seen Mash I'm gonna give it a shot nah,
7: you know oh <laughs> we, I I used to have a. Uh, there, yeah the mash test of try to get through an episode at, late at night without falling asleep yeah you can't do it that's you're why i love pr- mash though, it's when only, I it's-
0: like i loved it when <laughs> i was young and now that i'm old and like it just like rocks me to sleep like a baby you know
7: <laughs> yeah it's like 15 minutes
0: and you're out it's, it's like, just, like oh clinger you're yeah, funny but your not phone. so funny that i'm gonna fall off my chair and wake up you know i'm just gonna
7: <laughs> yeah you go oh yeah that's that's all right and then you're and then
0: it's and then suddenly it's morning yeah, yeah. totally <laughs> right brian it's always good to talk to you man uh Love the Halloween costume. Nothing I love more than cheap Halloween costumes that are smashed together. It's a good time. Quit being a baby. Watch some horror movies. It's fun. You'll like them. It's fun. I don't like them. Ah, oh, you big the, the most horror
7: I, I watched the the Outsider on HBO, which was pretty scary for uh, me. But I mean, um, it,
0: there was some scary stuff in the Outsider. There, but I, where it, it it like ended up in such a place that I was just like, that's where you took me. There were a, there were a lot
7: of a, a lot of brutal um people being shot. Yeah. Which was like, oh, huh. you know, I don't yeah. The uh the actual monster was not scary, but no. the the like that thing where like it's a close up on everybody's head and then what's gonna happen and all of a sudden like yeah oh that guy's like a watermelon it's just gone Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's another season coming which is surprising. So I will um right. I'm looking forward to that.
0: Uh, yeah we'll see. I don't know. I I like the first season and it was like based off a Stephen King thing. But from what I understand it's like I didn't read the Stephen King material it came from, but from what I understand is like they finished that. So now anything we get after this is new, I guess. So I, th-
7: I think it's going to be that female detective or like the consultant whose name I don't remember, who was so good on the show that I yeah, like yeah. stopped at what I was doing and like dove in a wiki hole. I was like, I need to know everything about her. Cause yeah. I can't stop like, she was like a magnet. I just was sucked in. So was I think it's going to be more of her, which is good because she's great. Yeah.
0: She was definitely more well, that's like than Lovecraft all
2: Country as well. Lovecraft Country is one book. Mm-hmm. And the season ended and I'm not sure what they're
0: going to do. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they're, I guess explore the wells of this or go back into it. We'll see. Brian, always good to talk to you, brother. We're going to take this show offline Bye, so we can listen to the voicemails and talk about our answers to the question of the week. All right, let's get into some voicemails here. The first one comes from our dungeon master, Joe.
5: Oh guys, it's Toots. Uh we just played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons and now I'm giving you my uh answers to the question of the week. You're going to have to bear with me a little bit, but uh you know, I know you guys want a 2-minute thing, but you let callers call in and go on and on and on, so it'll be okay if I take my time here a little bit anyways <laughs> you call uh, shot. it's fine if I do So, this. I just got done reading a bunch of um, spooky comics for spooky season and I can't say that I've ever really been scared by a comic book but I have been disturbed by comics or horrifying things in comics have stuck with me And so now it comes to this and they all have to deal with witches. Now, just this October, I read, uh, Hellboy, the Crooked Man. Oh yeah. And all of Harrow County, both of those stories feature witches and man, Hellboy, the Crooked Man is super creepy and awesome atmospheric oh yeah In intense bruce corbin art like wow get you good yeah super creepy. uh and then harrow county uh you know you guys have praised the book i can't praise it enough there's some images of hester beck the witch that are so amazing I wish I had the original art pages like holy crap some of that imagery is going to stick with me forever and I remember reading it and saying to my wife that I was like dude Hester Beck is an intensely evil creature some of the things she does so great uh, then this also all goes all the way back to The Blair Witch. They did a comic book called The Blair Witch Project. Um, It came out in 1999. Who did that? And uh, Guy Davis drew a seven page comic, or it it composed of four stories. His his is seven pages. And it's all about uh, what happened on Coffin coffin rock yeah yeah if you're familiar with the original blair witch movie you know coffin rock but that story has stuck with me since i first read it in 1999 and man ellie kedward uh the witch in the blair witch project you know these the comic books all kind of like did fleshed out backstories and expanded upon things that were mentioned in the movie and I really enjoyed them uh, but that movie that that short story about coffin rock whoa now
2: I think toots has taken something to slow his was, reading down uh, to a dramatic pace
5: uh, Bon <laughs> customs really loud <laughs> I never dressed as a superhero as a kid growing you know I as a kid like, I just wasn't that into superheroes that I wanted to dress as them. Halloween to me was always about monsters, so I always wanted to dress as a monster. I did dress as Night Owl uh, after that Watchmen movie came out. That's right, I remember. Uh. That's my answer. The best costume I ever did based on like a superhero was powdered toast man <laughs> and uh I submitted that costume to Wizard Magazine's Halloween costume contest and won as a runner up so if you can track down Wizard Magazine number 40 me in my powdered toast man costume is in there they did misspell my last name.
0: Well, you got a weird last name, dude.
5: Guys, I'm drunk. Thanks for putting up <laughs> there with There it
0: is. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So that Blair Witch book was Oni Press, 1999. And yeah, it was a, like a series of short stories about the history of the Blair Witch. It was fan-friggin-tastic. So good. And the first Blair Witch movie still totally holds up. It's scary as hell. I love it.
2: That movie freaked me the fuck out. And, uh, um, like I, you know, I grew up, I grew up religious, uh, pretty, pretty religious. Uh, but, uh, as I've aged, you know, my belief in the supernatural has kind of faded a bit, but I left the Blair Witch project like shook to the core that that actually happened, that something actually happened to those people. I'm not saying witches. I'm saying like those people were murdered. You know, that's how real it felt at the time. And then the next day, uh, the fucking filmmakers showed up on the MTV movie awards. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's like way to
2: ruin the mystique after
0: 24 hours. See, I saw it. They did like a viral, you know, campaign where they dropped off video cassettes, unmarked video cassettes, to a few people here and there in different cities. And a buddy of yeah. mine was working in LA, like in the movie, you know, just like Best Boy or some shit. He was like a grip or something. And he got a hold of one of them and he sent it to my girlfriend and was like, I don't know what this is. It's like a found footage documentary thing, it's being passed around. In California, right now, it's one of the scariest things I've ever seen. So it was a blank videotape. We had no clue what it was. We put it in like the VHS at the time and sat down in my buddy Zach Nipper's basement and watched it. And it melted our fucking heads. It was so scary. <laughs> like, and we're like, what did we just watch? And then, like, a month and a half later, it's like it's coming to theaters, and we we're like, "Oh, it's fake. It's got. it. They don't put this stuff yeah, in the theaters. Right. So, you know yeah, what I mean, come on." But it was brilliant. It was brilliant for what it was. It, it's it's like such a brilliant idea that you can't do it again. You know what I mean? Like they've tried to make plenty of these found footage movies, right?
2: Like the, you could get away with that exactly
0: once, right? Paranormal Activity did a good job of it, and now there's been, like, 10 Paranormal Activity movies. The first two are pretty scary and fun. It's, like, found footage, haunted house. But at some point, you have to be like, really? There's a camera in your bathroom? There's a camera in your bedroom? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. What, right. Are, what are we doing here? Like, why do you have a camera outside looking down at the pool, you know? <laughs> Is it on a pole? You know, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, Harrow County, though. That's another one.
3: I do love Harrow
0: County. Oh, that book is good. It's
3: very, very good.
0: Oh, so much fun. All right, our next one. Here we go. Halloween antics. Oh, with pictures, too. And they're good.
4: We'll post these. These are fun.
3: Nerds, it's Halloween
8: morning, and Black Scorpion number three has no costume to speak of. Oh,
4: I hate recycling
8: old costumes uh, because I've been there and done that, and, uh... They usually don't survive more than a year uh, oh, oh, but uh, I'll, 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 I'll be trying to listen when you when you play to see if anybody has costume ideas uh, because I'm I'm just kind of done uh, Black Scorpion number four is a transforming uh, Optimus uh, costume so I' awesome. kind of uh, take credit for his costume as my own I guess <laughs> no, my best uh, costume that's comic related is Dr Alchemy photo enclosed. Uh, I think that? it's an easy costume to pull off. All you need to do is construct some sort of tunic and hood and carry around a, a rock. Sure. So I, I, I literally just drape some stuff from Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I literally just drape some stuff from Joanne Fabrics around um, my head and uh, my torso and then put a big A uh, using a uh, marker on the hood. <laughs> uh, if there was a fabric store within 20 miles of here, I'd probably go do that again, but no dice. I think my best costume, though, was I went as The Stuff from The Stuff. Oh, nice. The actual sentient.
0: (laughs) I love The Stuff. uh, Amazing. uh, uh,
8: Mind-rotting, zombifying yogurt uh, from the B-movie. If you haven't seen The Stuff, one of the best of the 80s. True story about how we. Eat your candy. Take what hope uh, and uh, energy we've got. Make it good. I'll talk to you all soon. Still, then, Man of Steel was still terrible, and I don't know how people ever liked it.
0: <laughs> Little known fact. Give me the your stuff, heart, make it real, or else forget about it. The stuff is the true story of how we got Froyo. I bet you didn't know uh-huh. that. Yeah. Yeah, sh- I sure didn't. Yeah, when you eat frozen yogurt, you are eating an alien. <laughs> We just tamed it. So it and doesn't you,
2: kill. you turn into the stuff.
0: Yeah, No, 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 no. We tamed it so it doesn't kill people anymore. But when it first came out, it was super dangerous.
2: Oh, that's what they say. That's what they mean when they say active cultures.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Very active cultures. Yes.
2: <laughs> uh, I am desperately trying to find uh, some pirate that has posted Wizard Magazine number 40 online, and I cannot.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a uh, tough one, I think.
2: The Internet Archive, actually, which is a reputable website, uh, has a handful of issues, but that's not one of them.
0: Oh, that's too bad. It's a shame. I really wanted to see that. I would like to see that, too. That's too bad. If anybody has a Wizard 40, we need to see it. We need to see Willie Toots being famous. I mean, you might have it somewhere in the ziggurat. Yeah, I'll check. I've got a bunch from over here. I don't know. I'll have to dig yeah. through them. So. Um, I posted a couple of my Halloween costumes. I did a, I was Hulk Hogan one year and I like put a bunch of bronzer to cover up all my tattoos and stuff and bleached my beard and everything and shaved and won a contest. It was a good one. And then, um, it's, it's I was been cool. the Hulk when I was a kid, I was the Hulk four years in a row. And he was just like shirtless kid, purple sweatpants cut off. Mom painted me green and I fucking roared all night long <laughs> and I loved it absolutely loved it and my brother was my brother scott was captain america and my little brother mike wonder woman because wonder woman was his favorite superhero and my mom was very forward thinking she's like that's what you want to do you are wonder woman god bless him he grew up fine he's a good kid yeah (laughs) um well sorry to
2: disappoint but i have no halloween antics to speak of um I, I dressed as a I dressed as a superhero exactly one time for Halloween, and that was when I was very young, and it was one of those store bought plastic Batman costumes.
0: It says his name uh, on it, so he doesn't forget yeah, who he is. Yeah,
2: so you know exactly <laughs> who it is. Uh, it's got the mask with the slit in it, just like from Venture Brothers. You sure. can't stop sticking your tongue through sure. it. Sure, um, and yeah, that was it. Like I always kind of half-assed Halloween. You know, I was like I loved trick or treating and all that. You know, but. Like, my costumes were always just very, like, thrown together, like, lazy ideas. I, I never really put in the effort to do anything super cool for Halloween. Fair so, enough. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I, I never really let my nerd uh, flag fly on Halloween. But I do love uh, seeing everybody, like, the the creativity bs3s the the stuff costume i mean come on
0: yeah that's fantastic
2: Th- that's incredible um you know and even you know frank's you know very simple wolverine outfit still rocks you totally. know it's it's i i love it you guys you guys are killing it and i hope that you're able to at least feel a little of that this year like yeah it's said, a it's super so a bummer man but.
0: super bummer and i hate that it's messed up but like Look, we've got all kinds of horror movies we can still watch. We've suggested all manner of scary comics for you to to read. There's still plenty, you know, of fun to be had and you just have to make your own fun, you know? You have to make your own fun. That's yep. right. But, I mean, I hate that I'm not even handing out candy this year. I love handing out candy to little dudes. When they show up dressed like superheroes, i I' always like, oh, man, that's a badass Wolverine. Oh, I like your cap costume. And they're like, oh, like, he knows who I am, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to miss that. But, all right, we got to um, get out of here, Joe. We've done this long enough today. Oh, yes, yes. Let's set up. I'm exhausted. Our new question of the week.
2: All right, this week's question was submitted by new guy via the THN forums. And it's kind of timely, not only because of the big event happening next week, but also because of the endless conversations we've been having uh, what's uh, happening next uh, online this week. I don't
0: even week. know. What, next week or something going on?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean,
0: yeah. maybe, <laughs> m- maybe not everybody's paying attention.
2: Uh, here's the question. Apparently, America's premier asshole came up with a plan to leave Walter Reed Hospital acting weak, but then perking up. And dramatically ripping his shirt open, revealing a Superman logo underneath. Yep. That's not quite what happened. Uh, Thankfully, this dumb shiz didn't actually happen, uh, but it very easily could have. Imagine a character of Jewish creation who is a refugee who regularly sacrifices himself for the greater good and famously took on the KKK, being used in a cheap electoral propaganda stunt by a neo-fascist who stole money from a kid's cancer charity. (laughs) Absolutely maddening. So my question is this. What do you think was the worst example of misuse, appropriation, or fundamental misunderstanding of a comic book or other nerdy character? Love it. When did they get it totally wrong?
0: Love it. We'll get into it next week. All right. And and we're going to post it on Facebook. So you can, and we always, you know, tweet out as well. So you can mull it over, do your research. And again, anything you want to talk about on the show that we talked about on the previous episode is all fair game too. We love talking to you guys. We don't have a show without you. Thank you for playing along. And uh, you know the rules. You know how to call us stuff. I'm not going into it again. You've heard it plenty of times. For now, yeah, we got to get out of here. And uh, I'm gonna make some Halloween tricks and treats. And I'm gonna rake the backyard so we can watch a scary movie outside and have a fire tonight. It's gonna be fun. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, gonna be a good time.
5: What
0: are you gonna watch? Uh I we just finished Halloween four, which is terrible. But Halloween five, little known fact, first appearance of Paul Rudd in a movie. So I'm kinda pumped for this one. It's not a good movie, but it is a very young spry, Paul Rudd, part of a satanic cult that worships Michael Myers. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah, he was on a different trajectory at the time. He was taking whatever he could get. He wasn't America's, like, fun dad. <laughs> you know? true. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kiddies, we're going to get out of here. Thanks again for listening and playing along. And uh, my name is Matt Bob. My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the 2 headed Nerd, signing off.